everyone, and welcome into our inaugural episode of our brand new show here called Balk About It. I'm your host, Brooke Grimsley, alongside with my co-host, or I guess I should say cohort, Polo Asensio. Polo? We, we were just talking. We're not even hosts. <laughs> we're just in front of a camera. You're here. I'm here. We have our elephant. We have our coffee. By the way, um, right off the shoot, I have a coffee with no brands. So uh. if anybody wants to sponsor, please follow us and... Let us know, and your brand can be here. Obviously, you have to pay us. I, we're I not like, doing this for free. Yeah, I like how you <laughs> knew to do that beforehand because I. this is why the elephant is directly in front of, because I didn't think about that. So maybe one day I'll be, be able to unveil what's behind the there elephant. There you go. And I, we will have our first unveiling at some point. But, yeah, welcome. And uh, like Brooke said, we're just going to balk about it. It's not talking about it, but we're going to talk and balk, which balk. basically – here means not complain, but raise our hand. Turn on the red lights, not the song by uh, the police. Turn on the red <laughs> shoes, Roxanne. But yeah, that's what we're going to do. Just chat about it, right? Just, just baseball, entertainment, news, notes, whatever is on Hopefully our it's mind. entertainment. Hopefully it's entertainment. I think we're entertaining. We've known each other long enough. For a while, maybe, yes. Maybe we should start with that a little bit. So okay. I've known you since I moved here to St. Louis. Mm -hmm. In 2018, right? Yes. Uh huh. You remember the first time we chatted? I don't remember, but oh if you tell me what, what, what did I? You said I was the best broadcaster on earth. Oh wow, that's why I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I always said that. Oh okay, so you were just you were just sucking up to me. <laughs> no, I see how no, it is. No, okay. no, no. You know what? A, a hustler always has to respect another hustler. Mm -hmm. And girl, you are one hustler. Like like I like. If you've seen Brooke out there when she was doing uh, TV, carrying this big old camera, big old microphone, all by herself, doing the interviews, that's when you say, okay, maybe, and this is something I said by myself, maybe I'm not the best one out there, but I'm the best looking one. You know, the hat, the chains, the, the shirt. She was making it look like she was the best one out there because she was hustling so hard. And congrats on your, on your career. And this is just another... A stepping stone into your uh, your future. So yes. we're, we're going to have some fun. And, and I do recall seeing you at the stadium, Bush Stadium, a lot of times doing your thing. And that's why, so you know what? We should do something together. We, we have a lot in common, a lot of situations that we talk about. And I think uh, people out there are going to enjoy it. They're going to get to know you a little better, know me uh, a little or a lot better because, as you know, I'm an open book. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> every time I, I, I talk on the radio or I go anywhere, um, I speak my truth, and uh, I'm sticking to it. So. And that's what I like. It, it works out pretty well. And I think you should also tell people what you do because you have a pretty cool job as well. Well, I am the, uh, I'm a, a broadcaster for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I happen to be Spanish broadcaster, but as you can tell, as you can hear, I speak both Spanish and English. And I say that because there's some Spanish broadcasters in MLB and perhaps in sports in the United States, their English is not, you know, what I think it's supposed to be. In this mm -hmm. industry, you need to put yourself out there as much as you can, right? Obviously, I work for the Cardinals, but I'm not the Cardinals. I'm part of the Cardinals. I'm the voice of the Cardinals in Spanish, but at the end, I am Polo Asensio and... When, let's say, if, if when I move on from the Cardinals, if I ever, I'm not tying, I'm not telling anybody or giving anybody any ideas. He's not going anywhere, Cardinals. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm still Polo Asensio. And at the end, that's what people need to understand and, and, and need to, um, or I want them, not need to, I want them to, to know that, that 
way beyond and way before Cardinal Baseball, um, I was somebody else. And way after Cardinal Baseball, I'm going to be that same person. And, and, and that's, that's, that's what I would like for people to understand and to see more than, than baseball. And that's why we created Let's Balk About It. Because let's Balk About It. Let's talk. Let's Balk way beyond the baseball. If you can't tell already, we like to talk a lot. So this works out for Balk About It. And that also kind of moves into the first segment, because I feel like with the inaugural episode, everybody's trying to get to know us a little bit better. Even you and I yeah. are getting to know each other yeah. a little bit better. Like when you told me, like, you know, you put on social media, you're getting engaged. And I'm like, oh, congratulations. When's the wedding? Oh, in three years. Well, it's been like three and a half and she's still single. So there's still time to back down. So, uh, uh, so yeah. Hey, we like, got a wedding date. We're, we're making a step in the right hey, direction. Hey, but yet. So, yes. Hey, I've seen a lot of novellas, a lot of soap, Mexican soap operas where the lady, as she's walking in, she's like, you know what? Nah. I'm out. So I hopefully, hopefully I, let's hope that I hope that after this many years that that doesn't happen. So I thought of why not? I hate like, you know, in elementary school when you had to go to the class and like say some things about yourself. I feel like that's very awkward. So how about two truths and a lie? Just okay. so that the listeners and viewers can understand us a little better. One thing that that you broke and everybody out there. I'm, again, I'm an open book. Talk about baseball, but I'm more than just baseball. Um a lot of the games that are played in the United States, and yeah, I'm not a, a baby anymore, as you can tell, um, I didn't grow up with, okay. right? And I remember the first time when uh, somebody, you know, I don't know, 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago or more, so what's your name? Polo. Oh, like Marco Polo? I'm like, yeah, like Marco Polo. Like the game, I'm like, what game? I didn't <laughs> know there was a game name or called Marco Polo. And, and she had to explain to me, you know, it's a game where you hide and... Somebody says, Marco, and then you move around and say, Polo, and then until they find you. And I guess if you, I've never played this game. If you play in a pool, then you kiss or something like that? You don't kiss in Marco Polo. No, no. Oh, who oh, told you that? Well, lady, Somebody was I trying mean, to trap you into just, that. Okay, you need, to, you need to give me my kiss back. Um, so anyway, so that's that's one of the things. So explain to me this game, because again, okay. I, I certainly don't know what this there, game is. There's no kissing involved, so I, that's different. I know different. Beer pong, but I don't okay. know this one. Yeah, so two truths and a lie. You just have to tell two truths about yourself, and one of them is a lie. Oh, and okay. I have to pick out the lie, and so vice say versa. So three things, three three things about me. But and you, one of them's a lie. Where one of oh, one of them is a lie. Yes. Okay. So two truths. So two truths about yourself. One is a lie. I try to figure out what is the lie. Okay. okay. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. I ran over our puppy with my dad's car. That's one. The other. <laughs> I hope that's not real. <laughs> one of my middle toes is way shorter than the other. That's two. Okay. At one point, I was warming up in the bullpen during a Mexican League professional game, and I was told I was going to go in relieve the pitcher. And that's why I was warming up in the bullpen while the game is going on. Okay. So that one seems a little lengthy. So this is just kind of how I'm going to deduce this. I figure when people lie, they kind of add too much to the story to where it's like even longer than it should be. I... I wish that it was the first one as a lie because running over a puppy is probably very depressing and crushes me. And you said it is. So I think that's kind of a giveaway, too. I'm going to say the last I'm, I'm one is a lying. lie. I might be just lying. I'm going to say the last one is a lie. 
so now, why now, now I do the great reveal? Yes. Okay. Well, the great reveal is the last one is truth. Oh. Back in about 1985, I was a little boy in Tijuana, Mexico, where I'm from. And uh, I became friends with a bullpen catcher for the professional team in Tijuana. And my dad, the Los Potros de Tijuana. And, you know, on a Sunday, we will go to the fields with my dad used to coach and, and, and manage and play. And then after the game, sometimes we will go to the professional uh, league, you know, just like going to a, a Cardinals game. And I remember um, looking for this guy in the bullpen, and I found him, you know, walk around. Imagine a 10-year-old kid just walking around the Bush Stadium looking for a bullpen catcher. And when he saw me, he actually brought me into the bullpen. And the game was going on. It was a doubleheader. And the game was going on, and he told me, hey, you need to warm up because it's a doubleheader. We don't, need, we don't have relievers. And the manager just said that he needs you to warm up and come in. I was 10 years old. I, be I believed it, right? And the game was about to end. So I'm warming up in the bullpen, right? Warming up. He's my, and I'm doing the whole thing. Then the game ends and, you know, he's like, you know what? Well, thankfully the game ended so we don't have to use you anymore. Obviously he was lying to me, but he made me feel so good that I still remember that moment. And the best part of it is it was a doubleheader. So we, I walked on the field at, at El Estadio de los Potros in Tijuana and he went into the clubhouse he came out, he handed me a little package with six burritos, uh -huh. little burritos for me to eat. And that was a really cool uh, a memory. Not only warming up thinking that I was going to go and pitch, but also getting the burritos and going back to my seat. So that, that's, wow. that, that actually happened. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's, actually that's happened. a big, so what was the lie then? Uh, the lie was the puppy. What is, why was that like the first place that your mind went to? How did you come up with that line? <laughs> That's a terrible, terrible thing to just like come up in with your I, I don't imagination. Know. Hey, I have a wild, Brooke, I have a wild imagination as you know. And that's yeah. what broadcast, if you want a good broadcast, and if you talk to any good broadcasters, we need to have an imagination. Not only, yes. we, not only we, we, we call it as we see it, but we need to have an imagination to, to bring in the, 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 the listener. And that's, that's you know, uh, uh, as I tell people, I, I'm not the best looking guy, the tallest guy, the, 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 the most muscular, the prettiest, but God gave me the, uh, the gift of, of, of jive, of you know, talking <laughs> and convincing people to do things and, and, and you know, um, convincing people that I'm a broadcaster. So the lie was that I never... Um, <laughs> knock of wood ran over a puppy Please don't. so the, the my middle toe it is shorter than the other one okay um i was not born like that i was born perfect like everybody and then life you know takes you places so one time um in tijuana mexico again lots of adventures happen in tj as you people know if you have been there and no there's no donkey show oh you can't um, bring that up uh, i just said no it's the <laughs> elephant in the room no um I stepped on a nail, and the nail was rusty. Okay. And my foot got infected. It got infected to the point the doctor thought I was gonna lose my one of my 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 leg one my my, my right uh, feet foot, and uh, they saved it as we can see. It's saved. That's not that's not fake. <laughs> it's okay. not fake, no. And but they had to like cut some of my middle toe, so I can show you. If it, Maybe another, maybe that's the, maybe that's the big reveal for, for another time. So, yeah, because so I, I don't know if I want to see that right so, now. So, so that's me. 
That's Polo Asensio to, uh, you know what, maybe we should do this often because, you know. I feel people, like you have a lot of stories. So, uh, dude, you don't even know. I feel like every time that I talk to you, there's like another new, I, the kids call it lores now. Like they like to say, you know, like folklores or like a lore. Yeah. I feel like you have a nice lore I'm, about you. I'm going to go Shrek and, yeah. and Donkey say there's uh, layers in the onion. Yes. So I am like an onion with a lot of layers. So okay. now, but now I want to, now I want to smell your onion. What's, what's, what's okay. You? All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to hide my. Oh, you wrote the, okay. You were ready okay. for this. I was, oh, I was fair. ready for the two truths and a okay, lie. Okay. okay. Are you, are you ready for this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I lived in Japan. Also, the other thing is I've played tennis and basketball my whole life. Or, or the other option, I guess I should say, I was in a Bubba Smart, a Sparks music video. Which one is the lie? I don't think you ever lived in Japan. You don't think I've ever lived in Japan? No. Okay, so out of all those, just a recap. Live in Japan, play tennis and basketball my whole life. So I, I see you because I know you were in pageants and things like that. And you're like like from Tennessee and the country music and Bubba Sparks and all that. And your age, well, no, maybe you were underage when he was big, or where he was when he was like coming up. But then again, yeah, I'm gonna stick to it. You were okay. you were you were you never lived in Japan. And I know you you know you're like there's there's Japanese in you, and you have your you you, you call yourself the president of the Lars, Lars Bar, nudie yes. bars or nudie nutty what it's something. the nutty neuter so <laughs> so I am the president CEO chairman uh, of the Lars Newt Bar fan club okay great great Cardinals player outfielder currently injured but that's besides right. the point I think he's great he's really good he's he's a good guy too oh he's and a good guy he's, he's a great guy so in the fan club that I created we call them. We call ourselves, I guess I should say, the Nutty Neuters. How many members is, like, this club has? It's endless. So I have a lot of members, and I always, anytime that Large Newt Bar does something, I post on social media, Nutty Neuters assemble, and then I get all of these commenters coming in. And anybody, if you want to be a Nutty Neuter, no. you can be. You just have to tell me a Large Newt Bar fact. <laughs> Large Newt Bar fact? He's from El Segundo, California. He played football. You're a nutty uh, His mom was the, the number one mom in USC baseball. <laughs> I, I know a lot about this guy, not, not only because I work with him, but because I like the guy. Exactly. He's, he's, he's really cool. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, okay, let's finish. Okay, your, do you, your, okay let, me, let me finish. So I did live in Japan. I where? did, I have, in Tokyo. I in had, Tokyo, not in Okinawa like Mr. Miyagi. No, uh, no. Do you know Mr. In, Miyagi was the legend in Okinawa? Really? Mr. Miyagi, you know Mr. Miyagi, right? Yes, I he do. He fought with Sato, <laughs> and he had to just disappear from Okinawa because he didn't want to fight with That's another Sato. lore. That's another lore legend from oh, a movie. Yeah. No, it's great. Like, yeah. Daniel Sato. Oh, so I did, I did live there. I had a modeling contract out there when I was 18. It was brief. Oh. Now, I also was in a Bubba Sparks music video, but this is when he was country Bubba Sparks. Yeah, so that's what I remember. It was a, I, I don't know where he is now. Bubba, but hit us up. I go go watch that music video. So it was like him and Colt Ford and some other country rapper. And the music video is called Jacked Up. I played the villain in it. And that's the fun part of like living you in Nashville. Like a what is that supposed to mean? That you look like a villain. You have that villain look. Oh, come on. That's mean. No, no I'm that's not nice. mean. That's not mean. I love being the villain. That's why I'd when look- they gave me that award, uh, a thank you to the St. Louis Baseball Writers Association of America, chapter St. Louis. Um, 
when they uh, when they gave us the good guy award, I'm like, you're trying to ruin my reputation of a bad guy. <laughs> you want to be the bad I, guy. <laughs> uh, who doesn't? Tony Montana was a bad guy. Ray Ramon was a bad oh, guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Jafar I, I did great. play. Jafar is the oh greatest gosh. bad guy. <laughs> I want to make a movie or something where the bad guy actually wins and he takes the princess and nobody sees her ever again. I think there probably is some like that. Okay. Hit me up because I, I, don't, I don't know. I need to look for one. But anyway, sorry. And the lie is that I played tennis and basketball my whole life. I only play tennis. That's no what, basketball. That's, that's what I. That, that's what you threw me off with that one because I've heard. You that see, you, I just threw you a curveball. Yeah, you balked about it. And I did. You made me. You made me balk about that move. Well, anyway, well, thank you. Yes. Congratulations. Now, now, now that we've learned, and everybody can go look up the Bubba. We need to get you in a music video. That needs to be a part Who of your. Who tells you that I have lore. not been in one already, or that I didn't make one already? Are you in one? Am I? Oh, goodness. Okay, well, now we got to figure out by next I'm episode. I'm telling you, esta cebolla, where, where esta, you? esta cebolla nunca termina. <laughs> the onion just keeps on coming and it's still there. Uh, um, going back to, uh, ooh, did I, oh, I thought it was a nail. <laughs> I was going to be like, <laughs> um, uh, Lars Nubar. Yes. Um, as Who? you know, Lars Nubar. Oh, my God. No wonder you have so many bags. If you guys, I mean, <laughs> uh, Lars, uh, Brooke has like, 17 different purses and bags, and, and, and I love that. Because I have a lot of things that I have I, to I, do, I, Polo. I, I, like I, you I said, I'm tell. a busy lady. I can tell. Um, so Lars and I, you know, I, I like to think of my guys, like, you know, being close. I say hi to them, and they say hi to me. Uh, during the World Baseball Classic, I talked to him in, um, in Miami. I talked to him before he left, you know, via DM, and we had a, a, a you know, couple cool conversations. And then when Japan made it to Miami, I saw him there. And, you know, after uh, Japan beat Mexico, I talked to him. And, you know, I, I really liked his, how gracious he was, how even, even as sorry he was that Japan beat Mexico because of Giovanni Gallegos pitching yeah. in the ninth inning and, and, you know, giving it up there. And um, so, so I, I liked the kid. And when he came back, when the season started, his first home run at home I just went on and on and on, as I called the home runs, and I dropped some Japanese uh, words in there. Well, he loved it. He put it in social media, um, Instagram. Next thing you know, I'm being followed by a bunch of people from uh, Japan. From Japan. Yeah. So, arigato gozaimasu. There you go. Uh -huh. Arigato gozaimasu. means thank you. Um, and then, for two days, when the angels came to visit Bush, I was followed by... Uh, Japanese TV, Asahi TV. I thought Asahi was a beer, but I guess it's a big brand and everything is named the same. So um, they were following me and there's going to be a feature coming up of Polo Asensio doing Japanese calls during um, Cardinals Angels game. So mm -hmm. keep an eye out for that one. It, it is really cool. And that's what I wanted to talk about oh, okay. in our first segment mm -hmm. with the World Baseball Classic. Because oh, we're just going to the first segment? We're going to go they, into the first We're almost out of time. Uh, we're not... <laughs> <laughs> Look, for you, we have all the time in the all world, right, Polo. Go, that's go, that's how go. we go. But go. here's the thing. On yeah. Bach About It, we will get into some baseball things. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that you bring up the World Baseball Classic because, as we know, you and I both cover the Cardinals, but the Cardinals weren't the only team that had players participate in the World Baseball Classic. But it seems like with the Cardinals' start, they had a historically bad start, and that grabbed a lot of headlines. And now they're trying to dig themselves out of the hole that they built up in April. And we had Ali Marmal on our show, the opening drive, like a couple weeks ago. And he brought up the fact that 
it seems like the World Baseball Classic kind of got them off to kind of the slow start. It's kind of hard to build up a rhythm. So that's my first question is, do you think that the World Baseball Classic has hindered some teams in Major League Baseball? We see specifically with the Cardinals, they had, what was it, 18 in total, including minor leaguers who participated in the World Baseball Classic. Do you think that even though it was such a great thing that it might have hindered some teams' performance because you had several guys go and leave and they weren't a part of spring training? Personally, I, I did hear that, but um, I don't really think so. Um, what I heard from some of the players is they actually enjoyed their time in representing their countries because it gave them uh, um, important at-bats mm-hmm. during – March, uh, the pitchers, it gave them important pitching situations during March. They didn't have to wait until April for the season to start. Yet, do things change? Yes. Lars had to go to Japan. So did Tommy Edmond and a bunch of others. Andre Palante, nobody talks about that. Palante's yeah. having a really good season. Yeah, he was sent down, you know, numbers-wise, but he came back up. So a lot of the guys are having really good seasons. Uh, they, they were part of the World Baseball Classic. Yes, the Cardinals had 17, 18, you know, anywhere from single A to the big club. But if, when you're a professional athlete, you, you're ready. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not like the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, where professional baseball players had to have other jobs during the offseason to bring money home because baseball didn't pay enough. Nowadays... These athletes, and we see them, they, they, they're not shy to go social media and show us how much they work out. Mm-hmm. We see every single athlete out there in social media posting something about working out. And the Cardinals are no different. You have teams like the Dodgers. You have teams, heck, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had a few players. Tampa Bay had the most, has the most electric player during the World Baseball Classic, and he continues to be electric during the season. Mm-hmm. His name is... Randy Arozarena. I think that sounds familiar okay. to Cardinals fans. He was yeah. Team Mexico. He, for those asking why was he representing Team Mexico, he was Cuban, born mm-hmm. and raised, but when he defected, he landed or he went to Mexico, and he became a Mexican citizen. Myself, born and raised in Mexico, but now I am an American citizen because I've lived here for so long, I can even vote now for president and everything else here in the United States. So Randy was electric for Mexico. He electrified the baseball world. There's kids in Mexico right now being made that when they are born, their name is going to be Randy or Arosarena. Like if you have a girl, there's going to be girls named Arosarena because of Randy. So if you ask the Tampa Bay Rays, they're going to be like, if anything, it helped us because Mm -hmm. it brought a lot of attention to our team. And this guy just keep being electric, keeps being electric and, and, and putting all that into the season. Uh, Did it affect the Cardinals? Maybe at the beginning, but like I said, we are all professional. We need to be ready. And, and it just, it was just, uh, it was weird looking at the Cardinals and watching those games uh, where the balls were being hit really, really hard right at the guys, right at the, uh, yeah. at the other uh, team's uh, uh, defense. And when the other team would hit, hit him bloopers, they were landing. Ours were not. And, and it's, it's a lot of luck. You know, it's a lot of luck. Hopefully uh, the hole keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. The season is long, and at the end, I think the Cardinals are, are going to be fine. They're going to make the playoffs and another run for another title. I mean, do we have to catch up to uh, everybody else in the Central? Yes, we do, but we will. 
And, and um, well, because the division is not great. The division is not great, but that's not the Cardinals' fault. You yeah, know, it's like when your competition is not great, it's not a, it's not up to you to say, "Hey guys, get better." You're like, "Okay, you don't want to be better." It's like you know, like like radio shows, TV shows, broadcast. If other broadcasters are not good, it's not for me to say you need to be better. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what, I'm gonna continue to, you know, be be good, be better than you. And if you don't want to be better than me, that's up to you. And and I think that's what the Cardinals are are looking at is like. Okay, you, don't, you guys don't want to be better? You guys don't want to be better than us? That's fine. And I'm not saying the other teams are not better or are not good. It just, you can see it. You can sense it. And, and, and uh, it's, it's interesting how, how baseball is changing, the, the divisions. And uh, to me, it's very you know, particular and, and interesting to see the National League and the American League Central Division being the, the, the slowest, I'm not going to say the worst, because, you know, they're all professional athletes and they're all really good and way better than I am. Um, but they are the, the two divisions that are struggling the most, which yeah. is interesting. You know, the East and the West, both sides, they're really good, having great seasons, especially the uh, American League East. But when you look at both centrals, you have teams leading with barely over 500s and the, the, the teams behind them just 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 picking up. So, um, yeah, the World Baseball Classic perhaps put a little you know, uh, uh, hindering at the beginning of the season. But, you know, after a couple of weeks, everything should have been back to normal. And uh, we're still, you know, trying to catch up. Well, and that's what the the interesting thing, too, is because you even had Wado. I know that it wasn't necessarily got injured during the World Baseball Classic, but he started out the season on the injured reserve. So then him getting back acclimated with the team, it just seems like the Cardinals have been struggling rhythmically or even just to find some sort of identity for this group. One thing that I have not heard, it's uh, the coaching staff. When mm-hmm. you have, and I understand, a lot of the coaches were in the organization, were in the system, but it's not the same to be yeah. the assistant pitching coach to Mike Maddox to, be, uh, to being the pitching coach like Dusty Blake, right? Uh, uh, Tony Award, he's been in baseball for a long time. He was the assistant to Jeff Albert, and now he is the man. I'm not saying they're doing a bad job because they're not. It's just you need to adjust to new roles, even the bullpen. We had, we had Gertie. And the bullpen now we have a different uh, Suarez in uh, the bullpen. So all those changes, like it or not, they, they will affect. Even though it's the same philosophy, it's a different voice, a different yeah. face, a different level of uh, of uh, of trust, and, and those things uh, do do change. And one piece that was very important for for the Cardinals coaching staff, Skip Schumach, mm-hmm. you know, the bench coach. Yeah. The bench coach does a lot. People don't understand how much work the bench coach uh, is in charge of. And when you lose Skip to the Marlins to be their manager, you lost a big piece. You and then you thought piece. you would get Matt Holiday too, but then that also didn't pan out. Yeah. And I saw, we look, and I've seen on social media some people speculate, oh, Matt Holiday knew that this was going to happen with the Cardinals. This is why he didn't want to be a part of it. He is such like a family man, and you could tell that was, when he when he meant it, he meant what he said, and that he wanted to be around his children more. His son Jackson killing it through the Orioles organization right now. I mean, he is a stud. And then he has another son also up and coming in baseball too. So I don't think that he saw any writing on the wall, but then you also lose another very experienced voice in that, that you were hoping to have on your bench this season. It's, it's uh, a lot of different factors. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of youth with this Cardinal team. We have a lot of young players that have been in this team for a while, like Carlson, Nudbar, you know, two, three years, Paul, the young Tommy Edmond, 
but those guys are still young, mm-hmm. right? And, and they are really good players, but with all the respect, they're not superstars with the numbers. They all do a great job. You know, I love Brandon Donovan. I tell Donnie, dude, if, oh, I, if, I, had a team, if yeah. I had a team with 12 Donnies and 12 Giovanni Gallegos, we would be a really, really good team. Because even though he's not a guy who's going to hit 20, 25 home runs, he's going to get the job done. Yeah. Anywhere you put him. So it's, 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 a, it's a different Cardinal team than what we had over the last few years. You know, obviously, Yadi's not here anymore. Uh, Albert, you no know, came and, and went. But it's a team that it will get it. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not drinking a Kool-Aid or, or company man or whatever. But I've learned to trust Mo. And I, I told him that before, uh, uh, Jamo said, I was like, I've learned to trust you. Like at the beginning, you know, when I was a new guy here, what are we doing? What are they doing? Why are they not doing this? Why are they doing that? Uh, with, with time, he has always found a way to get the Cardinals there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a puncher's uh, chance. That's all you need when you're a good team. And, and this team, again, I, I, I feel that we're going to get to the playoffs. The way it looks, it's going to be basically kind of like last season where we make the playoffs and we host the, the, the first round of the playoffs. And, you know, when you play baseball at Bush, the, the, the fans are a big factor. Yeah, last season, you know, it didn't go our way. But eventually, it's gonna that ceiling is gonna we're gonna break it. I do think the Phillies did a, end up doing well, huh? They does did. it make it, it makes did. you feel a little better? Oh, just a little, just a little bit yeah. better. Another thing though, does it make you feel a little bit better too? Not saying that the Padres are absolutely terrible, but does it make you feel a little mm-hmm. bit better knowing that they spent so much I, money I, and they are struggling? Tell you, let right. Me tell you something about the San Diego Padres. This is the Padres. This is a, a subject for me, and I don't know if you know this. I, I don't think you do. I'm always um, learning more about your lore and onion no, peeling. No, it's the, the Padres. I grew up liking the Padres. Okay. There's pictures of little Polo <laughs> wearing uh, uh, yellow and, and, and caca brown, you know. Um, there's a lot of them at, at my mom's house. And then I turned the leaf. My onion was peeled off when Fernando Valenzuela, if you don't know who Fernando is, Google him, uh, one of the greatest pitchers that ever came out of Mexico, who changed baseball in 1981. He changed baseball. He brought baseball back during a strike season. Mm-hmm. That's Fernando Valenzuela. He is what uh, Big Mac and, uh, and Sammy Sosa did in 1998. He brought baseball back himself. So I turned into a Dodger fan because he's Mexican. He speaks Spanish. He looks like me. So I turned into a Dodger fan. But the rest of my family, including my dad, um, they kept, you know, being losers. I mean, sorry, uh, Padre fans. <laughs> Padre fans, yeah. <laughs> um, and now my 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 brother, uh, you know, has a really close relationship with the team. He works uh, with the team, and yeah, we have long conversations about the Padres and San Diego. They were making plans for a parade back in January, February when no, they started. Oh no, my it's- God. dude. Um, Padre fans were ready to rock downtown San Diego and go all the, turn that parade all the way to Tijuana uh, from last season when they turned when they beat the Dodgers. You know, yeah. you know the Dodgers have always always beat the Padres. And if you if you if you're ever in San Diego when the Dodgers go to Petco Park to play the Padres, just go around there and you will see what I'm talking about. It turns into Dodger Stadium South mm. in such a way. That imagine what the, they did this uh, uh, last season, and I think they they continue it this the season uh, for the playoffs. 
if you wanted to buy tickets online for the playoffs uh, at Petco Park, your zip code had to be in San Diego. Like if you live in mm. LA or anywhere outside San Diego, then you weren't you getting it. You couldn't buy tickets. Why? Because they wanted to keep. Dodger fans out of Petco. Because then it, it always looks bad when the other team has more and that, in there. And that has happened four years in San Diego. Yeah. When the Dodgers go there. So to see the Padres struggle, um, it doesn't make me happy, but it made me it makes me go like this. Yeah. Just a chuckle to yourself. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, because they spent so much money. And it's been that's what's been so weird to me about Major League Baseball in general this season, where it's like you even look at you're talking about the Rays and how talented they are. Randy Rosarina, a great story. Their payroll is like nothing. I mean, literally nothing compared to some of these other teams that spent a lot of money, like the Mets, the Padres, and where they're at and the injuries they keep dealing with. You know, I think. It goes down, comes down to pitching, mm-hmm. right? The Rays have really good pitching yes. and really good hitting. Yeah. The, the Padres don't have really good pitching. You know, the, the Cardinals have struggled with their pitching, the starting pitching, and it's not a secret, right? Like you said, Wainwright, a, right, yeah. Wainwright starting in, in the, uh, in the um, injured list, uh, Flaherty, you know, having his, his issues, uh, Michael as the most consistent, uh, Montgomery, you know, I thought he was going to be a lot better, and he's struggling for some reason. Uh, um, um, Steven Matz, you know, up and down and in the bullpen now and, and you know, hopefully back in the rotation soon. So if you don't have pitching, it's going to be really hard for you, and the Padres don't really have a lot of pitching. They they, they thought they did mm-hmm. with with Joe Musgrove and, yeah. and Blake Snell and, and uh, Martinez uh, um, uh, and the other kid that I forget, uh, the Puerto Rican kid. Oh, my goodness. You know you know who he is. Yeah. Uh, um. And, and, and you, Darvish, you know, your homeboy from Japan. Um, if you don't have good pitching, it's going to be hard for you. Yeah. And that, that's, that, that's not a secret. So you need to have good pitching, and the Padres are struggling. Again, like I said, they thought they had like a one, two, three punch with Snell, Musgrove, and, and, and Darvish, but they don't. And, and, and that's why they're like, you know, last time I checked, they were third, fourth in the division with uh, almost 300 million. Uh, um, uh, payroll, and not only that, but Tatis, Machado, Bogarts, all those guys for 10, 12 years, yeah. uh, 28, 30 million. That's going to be interesting. You know, that's going to be, in- I, I, I want them to win because there's a lot of people that I love that cheer for the Padres, but like I just say, my oh, brother. just your, your family. Yeah, my, my, my brother, my, my, my friends, my, my sisters. Um, people, my cousins, you know, people that I know in Tijuana, but at the same time, I don't want them to win because I know they're going to give me a hard time. Even if I said, <laughs> look, I'm happy for you, uh, but they're going to be, no, 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 no. Don't be happy for us. We hate you. You, you were always a Dodger fan. Now you're with the Cardinals. You, you think you're better than us. I don't think I'm better than you. I am. So, you know, it's one of those things. But you're a Cardinals fan, right? I work for the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that always like the, that's the weird part of being a broadcaster too. Yeah. It's very rare that you get to cover the team that you grew up watching. It's very rare. And so you're, you, of course you get immersed in it. You become like a fan of it and you're close with some of the players too. And it's like you get close and you want to be a fan, but then you're supposed to also be kind of subjective too. It's a different situation when you actually work for the team. Yeah. You know, like, like you. You work for ESPN. You used to work for, for a TV station. You're not supposed to cheer for them because you don't work for them. 
right? Yeah. Uh, at the same time, you don't want to say anything like extremely against it or even if, if it's your truth because the fan base is going to turn on you. Um, but when, when, when you work for the team, um, it's a little different. You're allowed to, to cheer, not, not be like the Detroit Tigers uh, no broadcasters. Yeah. That they're like, they almost have pom-poms in the booth. You know, I don't have pom-poms. I have Benji, and, you know, he, he's, yeah. he, he's my pom-pom, you know. We, we, we have fun in there. Uh, but I, I have, I've learned, like I said, to, to trust Mo, and I have learned to love the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. uh, my wardrobe went from, went from blue to red. In the last, they have some blues. Six, seven They're years. road blues the, that they the, wear. The, the victory blues, yeah. the powder blues, but not not the, the 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 Dodger blue or the the Royals blue. Yes, which is a playoff or play on with the with the the Dodgers uniform. That's for another show. Um, but yeah, it's 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 easy to like something or someone when they are when they open up themselves to you. Yeah, and that's what I got. When I got here in uh, to St. Louis with the Cardinals in 2016, and the first time I went to Bush, it was it was, it was fun. The first time I went to Bush when there was a game, because the first time I went to Bush, I went for a meeting. You know, because mm -hmm. people from the Cardinals organization wanted to meet me and see if I was the right guy for them to to allow me to do those two games we did in 2016. But then when I get to the clubhouse, and at that point, there was a lot of uh, Brian Peña was here, uh, Alex yeah. Diaz was there, uh, Jaime Garcia was there, Carlos Martinez was there, Alex Reyes was there, uh, obviously Yadi was there. And, and uh, when I got to the clubhouse, it, it helped me that I had the experience of working in L.A. with the Dodgers mm -hmm. because I was exposed to super athletes and superstars from day one. Right, because the Dodgers is that's that's a team that they always have to have superstars in the roster, two, three, four at a time, you name it. I got there two weeks before, um, two weeks before Manny Ramirez got to LA. So that's that was my welcome to to when I started working with the Dodgers to welcome Manny Ramirez. And if you don't know who Manny Ramirez is, Google it. Um, so here it was different. They opened their arms. They gave me a microphone. And they, they trusted me. And when somebody trusts you, all you have to do is pay back with trust, with hard work. And I think that's what I've been doing here. And, and, and being yes, fair. Not everything's going to be perfect and rosy. No. I mean, there's, and believe me, there's been a lot of situations early on this season with the Cardinals where it's like, you can question some things. And, and we question them. Oh, we question it. Do we need to address the elephant in the room briefly? You bring briefly. The, that's why the elephant is here. The elephant. Room. Okay, I, I think I think some people tuning in. Of course, they know that we talk Cardinals. We work around the Cardinals too and cover them. The Wilson Contreras situation <laughs> definitely. I felt like just added. We talk about the World Baseball Classic. How that was hard for the team to get into a rhythm. The and, Wilson Contreras and he situation. And to stay. And he did. To yes. Learn yes. His pitchers. Yes. Even though Michaelas and, and Palante, Giovanni Gallegos, Genesis Cabrera, Adam Wainwright, uh, Adam Wainwright were yeah. were were gone. To the WBC, but he decided to stay. So yeah, and that's the thing is that that whole situation 
with the Wilson Contreras where, you know, it's your starting catcher. You went out and pursued him. You went out. It wasn't an arranged marriage. Like, this was something that they went into the full proposal. They had the dinner down in Florida where they it was Ali Marmol and then John Mosellock talking to him. They knew what they were signing up to. What, what, what was the dinner? Like, they had steak, lobster, shrimp. I, I'm thinking, like, something romantic. You know, <laughs> maybe some pasta. You have, like, like a lady like, in like, the like, tramp like, moment, the like, that sealed the deal. Yeah. Um, but either way, this wasn't an arranged marriage marriage and then you had the Wilson Contreras situation where it was like 33 games into the season you publicly say that he is no longer going to be your catcher he's going to be more in the DH role and even outfield role I know they said that for one day and that just felt like that also added to the Cardinals kind of losing their rhythm early on this season I mean that was that was one of the more interesting and difficult things that I think I've ever covered it, it was if it was interesting for you from the outside yeah, and difficult for, for you from the outside. Imagine for us from the inside where perhaps we know a little more than what we are supposed to know. Yeah. And you have to dance around it, dance yeah. around it. Like right now I'm doing, <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's just situations that, uh, they're hard to explain. Yeah. Right. Thankfully, everything Hopefully, it's in the past. It's resolved. I mean, five years, Wilson, 87 yeah. and a half million. That's one thing that Wilson told me. He's like, you know what? They signed me for five years. I'm going to be here for five years. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, I'm making a lot of money. I hope to, to, to do better, to be better. I'm here. You know, uh, he didn't say they're stuck with me or I'm stuck here. He just said, I'm here and I intend to be the catcher for this team. And he is the catcher for this team. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's... That's where I'm going to leave it at. Um, he is the catcher for this team. Nothing against anybody else, but he has proven to be a catcher. He's a world champion catcher, and he is a good catcher. Yes. If, if you compare any catcher, Real Muto, Sean Murphy, Will Smith, whoever, to one of the greatest, Giovanni, uh, um, not Giovanni, Giovanni is a great, but not one of the greatest, not yet, uh, Yadier Molina. If you compare anybody to Yadier Molina, only Johnny Bench, and Ivan Rodriguez can be compared to Yadier Molina. Yeah. Other than that, everybody else is far, far, far second. So, um, and that's one thing that I, I liked, uh, I heard Mo uh, mention. Like, we were not ready for this. Like, we had, uh, for about 20 years, the same guy back then. We didn't have to worry about that. And then, all of a sudden, those 20 years went by fast. Yeah. And you're like, oh. You know, and you had so many... Arab hands, you have Carson Kelly, you have uh, uh, Kistner, you have Ivan Herrera, the ones that I remember from being here. And, you know, it's like you're not going to replace a Hall of Famer. No. You're not. I don't care. if Even if you bring another Hall of Famer, you're not going to replace any Hall of Famers with nobody, and especially somebody like Yadier Molina. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, too, I remember from that introductory press conference with Wilson Contreras when he came in after they signed him, is that he didn't even say that he was going to be Yachty. He said, I'm not trying to be Yachty, I'm going to be me. And that's what they brought him in there for. And that's why it was just very surprising to see, because I think, and you mentioned this, I think we've all seen thus far, it has nothing to do with Wilson Contreras. It's the starting pitching and pitching staff in general, where maybe they needed to look internally and say, okay, we can't blame this on somebody behind the plate. And going back to what I heard, I heard Miles Michaelis say it. He is catching. He's yes. not pitching. Yes. I'm it's the execution. One, I'm the that's one on the pitcher. The pitches. If, if, even if he didn't mean it, 
he said the right thing because mm -hmm. that's it. He is a catcher, right? Catchers are supposed to catch. Hitters are supposed to hit. Pitchers are supposed to pitch. If the pitcher is not making the pitches, what? You know, yeah. if, if you're a pitcher and the catcher calls for a pitch and you don't like it, go to the second choice. Go to the third choice. And I understand there's the a little, clock, there's a little re yeah. thing, a remote thing and all that. But look what Shohei Otani does. He has yeah. this thing right here. He said, I'm calling my pitches. This is my pitch. Nobody's going to say no to me because I'm pitching this one. So if you're not happy in general, pitchers in baseball, with your catcher, then grab that thing from his knee, put it whatever you want, anywhere you want, click it, and make that pitch. And a lot of the best pitchers in the game call their own game. That, that's just what you see, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Well, I guess we should wrap it up. Maybe. I, it's up to you. I mean, I have all day. <laughs> I know that you eventually have to get to work or yeah, something you know, like that. Your it, other job, uh, one of your if, million jobs. If you call that Okay, why don't, why don't we wrap it up with this, yes. with the last thing. Uh -huh. So I have been very big on home run celebrations. For a okay. while, the Cardinals didn't have anything. Mm -hmm. So you saw other teams around the league that were doing home run celebrations. Like, you know, the Brewers had the cheese head. I thought that was really cool. The you know, the angels, angels with the amazing helmet, yes, which goes back to the world baseball classic mm -hmm. because it was inspired with that with Shohei Otani. He was actually able to bring it back from Japan. And finally the Cardinals got the hamburger phone. So what is your favorite home run celebration right Ooh. now? There's a lot. Right now, yeah, there's 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 a few. I like celebrations that involve the whole club. Yes. Um, in the dugout, and, just and, everybody's and, celebrating. And, and going back to the Padres, you know? That, that's okay. that, that, a love and hate situation. <laughs> um, when they went to Mexico City, they had great time over there, great series. They hit a lot of home runs. They were all wearing the, the, the and maybe this is because I'm Mexican, they had the big old sombrero, the mariachi hat. Yeah. Um, and that's what they do. And not only they do that, but then they capture the moment. They yeah. take a picture, right? And, and somebody said, you know, take a picture, it will last longer. So that celebration starts with the home run, bat flip or whatever they do. They come in, they put the hat, the, the hat on, high five, high five, and then a picture. It's yeah. great to see the helmet, the, the, the burger, the Reds with their capes, the, 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 the Mariners with also helmets, and all the teams doing something, even the Red Sox last season with the cart, the laundry cart. But when you finish that celebration with a picture, I like, I like that. that. I like that. I, I do say I like the hamburger phone because I think it kind of adds, which they kind of needed more of that camaraderie. Because for a while there, especially but, when they weren't doing well, they but, were, it was stale in the think dugout. think They grab the phone and they make the call, right? Yes. And if it doesn't hit, doesn't hit. Okay, boom. But after the home run, there's no real celebration. I would love to see, guys. I would love to see, let's say, uh, I don't know, the, the Tommy Arnado. Edmund. I don't know if Nolan will do it, but that's why I said Tommy <laughs> hits a home run and then runs, runs, high five, and then goes to the to the phone yeah. and does something. Or I don't know if you heard the story; they were looking to make a burger hat, like like a wear. full burger yeah. hat. And and I think they bought one on, on, on Amazon or one of those uh, uh, websites, but it was not up to their standards. Okay. So the, there's if, a hamburger they, hat standards. If they, if they <laughs> <laughs> if they were to finish the celebration with a hamburger hat, I'll be all for it. Okay. Right? Or I, I think because it ties everything in, right? Yeah. It ties it all it's in. Like, it's like you don't know if they made the call to the burger phone. 
Yeah. That you know the the home run, but you need to ask, hey, did anybody call it? No. Oh, okay. So I mean, it's cute. They have, and people are now just like the pepper. I've grinder, seen people are bringing it, bringing them, yeah. and getting them signed. So I I, I like it. Uh, it's it's a good a good start. Let's finish it up. Let's I still like up. the samurai hat too. I think those are those are my top two right now. You know, it's funny. You like the samurai hat. I like the the Mexican mariachi hat. <laughs> Why. It works out. Maybe I don't know. Out. I don't know. Maybe I like Team Japan a little maybe, bit. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Well, thank you, Polo. We're going to do this again bi-weekly. So make sure to tune in to check us out on Balk About It. We're going to continue to talk about baseball news, Cardinals, but also Major League Baseball in general, things that we find interesting and that we want to balk about. It's also, all about us. Yeah. And then also some interviews, maybe every once in a while, mm-hmm. where we get to know people a little bit better. We, we, will, we will get Peel to back people. the onion. That's yeah. what it is. Hey, we just had. Hey, and remember, if you want your brand here, hit us We're up. We're here eventually. Or if you sell onions, bring us some. Yes. <laughs>